This is the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the best of today's Sports Channel 8, the radio show. Dennis Cox, am, I, am I on the air with you? You are on the air right now, sir. Uh, my friend, I, I could hear our great theme song. I could then even hear you talking to me in a... Uh, but then when I realized it sounded like you weren't talking to me, you were talking for me, that perhaps I should uh, disconnect and reconnect well, uh, the classic I move. thought What's that maybe on, I thought maybe you needed a moment. You're talking about how there was no Final Four this weekend, no Masters oh, to look we, forward to. I, and you said, you know, you're holding back tears. So I'm like, okay, that, Hayes it? needs a moment. So I'm, you know, I'm going to fill this time for you so you could step away, wipe okay. the tears away. I know it's only <laughs> two minutes into the show, but I need, I know you needed your space. I know no, you I did it. not. I gave it to I you. I did not get quite that emotional, Dennis. I think you uh, did. I, I, I did take a few seconds to pause thinking about the loss of, you know, for a lot of people, especially in this area, uh, this is thought of as the best sports week there is. You get a Final Four one weekend. Goodson, we're back on the air. You're Don't worry. Don't worry. Josh Goodson, engineer Josh Goodson <laughs> comes in to join us and tell us now that we are indeed back on the air. Uh, what's going on, Goodson? Hey, buddy. No, I was not taking an emotional moment. Uh, I was uh, merely disconnected for a short bit. But Dennis Cox, thank you for filling for me ably, as always. Hey, we were, about hey, 30, there's, there's we were 30 more. seconds away from lacrosse talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to have Will Manny back on the show, guys. You have no Jeez. idea. Oh, it's okay. I was about to ready to talk WrestleMania, but it's okay. We'll get to that in a little bit. Thank uh, God. Thank God you're back, Hayes. You know, because we have so many uh, people on the show, they often tell us to avoid crosstalk. Our new thing is going to be trying to avoid lacrosse talk. If it, if, if it gets so bad, when it gets so bad that we can't feel sports, Dennis Cox will have to talk about lacrosse strategy, um, top players, and obviously his picks for the U.S. Olympic team, as we know. Uh, but now that we are all connected... Correct? Dennis Cox is checking back in. We're still yeah, on the no, air. No, you guys are still here. You guys are still Josh here. Josh Goodson with me uh, on the air. Dennis Cox back officially in the studios at 99.9 The Fan. Some other Sports Channel 8 guys will join us a little bit later. But after a jumbled start, let's go ahead and jump in. The things that you can talk about before you shower at lunch. The first thing to talk about before you shower at lunch is the president was on the phone with the commissioners of the major sports leagues this weekend, and he said he would like to have fans back in arenas and stadiums by late summer of fall. Those are reports that came out of the call from Adam Schefter and Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Um, I thought this was interesting. The other report, the only, there wasn't a report of what any other commissioner said except Adam Silver. And, and he pushed back and said, hey, we definitely want to be back as right. soon as we can. But first, we're going to have to wait for an all clear from government government officials and all these different localities we play in. Uh, and then at a statewide level and a national level as well, which I thought is interesting because I think these two things represented the two different sides that we've been talking about, Josh Goodson. Yep. Uh, where you, and, I, and I'm not trying to make this a political thing. And, and Here we go. I was, I, I was about to ask what uh, people can have their opinions on, on the president and what he is saying and doing, but I had no, I had no issues with him saying we're going to play football in September. 
I, I did not. I didn't come. I didn't think that was some like posturing. Yeah. I didn't because it's so far away. Now, if we're I, sitting here and if it's August yes. the sixth, yes. and we're still in this same state, which we might be, right? And this call happened yes. t- today, and he says, "Oh, we're going to be playing football next month like normal." Then I'm like, "Have you been <laughs> paying attention right. to what's going on?" But I, I did not have any like over. It didn't bother. What I'm saying is, I, I didn't need to hear that from him, but it also didn't bother me to hear him say on, on April the third or whenever it was, we are going to have sports back as normal, or we're going to have football back as normal in in September. Yeah, we we we've talked about this. Is Unlike, that fair? Is that a? No, I, I think that's okay. fair. Unlike when he pronounced, you know, Easter Sunday should be business. <laughs> well, as right, usual, and that, that was kind of which, like what I was getting at. Like he said Easter Sunday two weeks ago, that, yes. where I'm like, yeah. That was beyond optimistic right. to the point of, you know, unrealistic that we don't need right now. Saying you would like to see sports in the fall does not bother me. But I also, again, as we've talked about, I tend to be more of an Adam Silver guy of like, hey, let's let everything start back yep. with the doctors and the government saying things are, are okay. And then let's talk about getting things uh, back to normal. Um, but I... I but yes, I think that's just two different views that we've talked about. And, and if we're saying right now we'd like to have football and then we have to re-examine it again in August or September, then I think that's totally fine. Um, uh, but I also think it's fine to say I'm not making any plans at all right. until I hear that, that, that things are good. I do think it's cool. All the Every little thing that people can do to try and brighten people's days. I know you, uh, you've seen the teddy bear hunts. Oh, yeah. Um, I bet we're going to see similar with Easter egg hunts. I yep. think I've seen those going on, paint, you know, people drawing Easter eggs or posting Easter eggs. All that done, still sticking in with guidelines. People that are, quote, unquote, hunting for these things are staying in their cars. People are posting up for their houses. And then Renee mentioned uh, the uh, the town of Wake Forest doing a spirit week. Uh, there's just all kinds of like cool things that I, that are popping up, and I encourage everybody to participate. Again, all these things are set up to do safely, so continue to do them. And uh, and yes, we'll uh, we'll talk to Renee again on Wednesday when she may be working from home. Follow her on Twitter at Choo Choo TV C H O U C H C H O U C H O U T V on Twitter. Also a reminder that 99.9 The Fan, Buzz Sports Radio, and Capital Broadcasting salute our local business partners that remain strong while all of North Carolina is under this shelter-in-place period. Some are currently open and serving the community, but all of our partners look forward to get back to normal business soon. These partners include LeithCars.com, Geico, Mungo Homes, and the original Flying Burrito. Local businesses are the lifeblood of our community, and we're here to help any way we can. I will say, so we were talking about President Trump getting the commissioners together. Yes. it In this political climate that we're in, it's pretty wild whenever what he said isn't nearly as kind of weird or bad as what Dabo Swinney said. Yeah, okay. So that's uh, – I had Swinney on my list of things to talk about because we didn't get an exact quote. And I'm optimist. Right. But even kind of that was – there was a – I don't disagree with anything he said, and I'm cool with being yes. optimist and rah rah. But there was, it didn't it it did not give me. There was also not the disclaimers of like, hey, but the way we're going to get here is by this. So that's the thing, and that's the other follow up that I would say it'd be nice to see maybe President Trump add every time he'd like to see sports open in the fall. Um, and same with Dabo Swinney is, it's fine to be optimistic, 
Um, and it's fine to tell your players yep. you need to plan as if the season is happening. It's never a bad message. Stay in shape and prepare for anything and again, to happen. It, it is April the, the 5th or 6th. Yes. We, we hope that and we, when you read the reports of things in China, I think I saw a report coming today that, that the Wuhan, Wuhan territory, the quarantine there is about to be lift. Like, sure. So if you look at timetables and you look at, you know, whenever things started there and you look at us and do the math, you're like, yeah, we would hope that if everyone – does what they're supposed to be doing that by September that is not a crazy thing for yes. Davos Swinney to think that yes will happen or President Trump but they're <laughs> and I don't I don't it's, it's I'm not gonna sleep bad because of what Davos Swinney said but there was a piece of like dude you do have a platform a lot of people listen to you and I and like you like I, yeah. I like Davos Swinney I, yeah. I think he's a great coach I think he's done great for Clemson and such but the even his, his like rah-rah mentality was like yo let's Let's take a break. He for a said second. we're going to kick this thing in the teeth. You know, basically, we're <laughs> the greatest country in the world, as you would hear. But yes, to to your point, if you have this platform and if you know people are talking to you, it's fine to say we're going to play on opening day. But temper that with only if people do what they're supposed right. to do. And again, I feel like a month ago it was one of the first memes I saw, and I, even I took it as a joke when it said. You want to you want to get people in the South to listen to you? Tell them football season right. will be canceled if they don't stay inside right. right now. And I laughed at like, yeah, but that's the reality though, and that should be the message. Devin Swinney, you want to be rah rah and say we're going to beat it and positive, fine. But let's also say remind people what their duty is. The most positive numbers depend on everybody adhering to things the most. Well, be a coach. Give yeah, us the exactly. game plan. Like here's. Here's the game, the offensive game plan of, of the next two months. Stay, like, listen to whatever your state order or your local yeah. municipality orders are, and we'll be able to do this. In addition to telling your you know players or recruits or whoever whoever you're sending that message to that they need to work out, also send the message they need to not be working out with groups of other dudes. Dabo, like, should, Dabo, Dabo should have just said, all right, guys, to, to the people he was talking to, think of the virus as Alabama football. <laughs> Right. right, stay like we don't want to get near it. We don't no. want to be a part of it. No, you know what they need is they need a. Uh, you know, every football team has right. their phrase for the season. Right, like n- never surrender. Right, right, all the way, all, all in. in. Yep. You know, for us or whatever it is. That's we need a Dabo to come up with a. Uh, you know, it, it, instead of a. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting now. The latest is my girlfriend's work phone is ringing behind us in the uh, in our office. Whoa, that and that is a legit phone. Like yeah. that is a cord. It's, it's, it's plugged into our internet phone with a cord. Still in the league in the Permar household. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's going on. But Go no, he, sh- he should have spoke to his fans in a better way. Like guys, like we hate Alabama. We do not want to be them. We hate Paul Feinbaum. Just think of the virus as that. So the only way we can beat it is if we stay inside. And he stick needed it to him. He needed he needed to talk. S- stay inside and get on message boards. Right. Just stay inside <laughs> and get on message boards. The last thing about the, the call with Trump because it did have a local connection. Uh, the NWSL recently extended its moratorium mm-hmm. on training into May, but the NWSL was noticeably absent from the list of commissioners on the league. There was uh, Dana Garber from MLS was there. And there was the NBA and WNBA uh, commissioner. So, like, the PGA and LPGA commissioner. So, leagues that have a female counterpart 
most of them had both the male and female there, but the women's soccer league. I don't see NASCAR. Was not there. Were they? The, were they not? I there? thought NASCAR was, but maybe. But they were getting ready for a race. Yeah, maybe. So the commission <laughs> they had yeah. a race this weekend in Bristol. Um, so NWSL put out a statement. They said, as a leader in women's professional sports, the NWSL would welcome the chance to participate in any future discussions between the top sports leagues in the U.S. and the White House. Are you ready to give us your one-minute WrestleMania recap? Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and get things started for you guys right now. It was a big weekend for the Pack Pros. Night one highlights saw Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross win the Raw Women's Tag Team Championships. Becky Lynch retained her Raw Women's title over Shayna Baszler. John Morrison beat Kofi Kingston and Jimmy Uso in a ladder match to retain the SmackDown Tag Team titles for Heat in the Miz. But North Carolina's own... Braun Strowman defeats the legend (laughs) Goldberg to win the Universal Championship on night one. Also for the main event on night one, The Undertaker took down AJ Styles in a boneyard match that was highly entertaining as the American badass buried the phenomenal one. Night two kicked off with another Pack Pro victory as Charlotte Flair took down the NXT champion Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair, your Royal Rumble winner for 2020, and now a two-time NXT champion. And another Pack Pro, Edge, was the last man standing as he beats Randy Orton in a last man standing match. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, also took out John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse. And Drew McIntyre, Josh Goodson's favorite 90s pop star, is your new WWE champion as he Gross. tamed the beast, Brock Lesnar. I think we talked to I – was, I was trying to remember the odds. You know yeah. how we were talking about gambling on these? I think we talked about on, on Friday – Take Charlotte Flair was a slight underdog, yes. But we said take her, yes. She won, yes. And then we also were like, hey, if Drew McIntyre is a big favorite over Brock Lesnar, that means he's probably somebody knows something, and he won. Yep, you could have made money off us for for WWE. All right, Dennis Cox, a couple things. Sure, outstanding recap, mainly because you used multiple Gary Hahn dives for the end zone touchdown Wolfpack calls. Dives for the end zone touchdown Wolfpack, uh, and also. You slathered on a lot of pack pros, but I've got to challenge you. Sure. How, how were there like seven pack pros? What were the pack pro connections for all those wrestlers you just named? Okay, well, three of them. Okay, Edge, Charlotte now, Flair. Charlotte Flair, obviously the daughter of Ric Flair. She played volleyball at App State, also went to NC State for a couple years. See? Char- right, okay, so that, you have Charlotte Flair. Legit. Edge, that's legit. Edge now lives in Asheville. And Braun Strowman <laughs> is from Edge lives. It does count. And Braun Strowman is born and raised in North Carolina. Where in North Carolina? Uh, I don't have to look that. I believe Statesville. Cheryl's, Cheryl's Ford, which is outside of, is in Catawba County. It counts. How, how is that a pack pro? How is that a pack pro? In absolutely, I'm in on I'm in on Talk, all those to, just because it's wrestling. Absolutely, and they're from North Carolina. And it's so yeah, North Carolina like three for three this weekend. Wow. All right, and the final thing that you can talk about before you shower at lunch today is also our Today in Tiger King news. Yes. Good to don't put your mic down. I know you're resisting Tiger King, but guess what? When you do finally cave and watch Tiger King on Netflix, when you get there, Josh Goodson, According to a report from TV Line, 
there will be a new episode to watch. That's right. Netflix will add another new episode of Tiger King to the streaming service in the near future. But here's the thing. Some of the quotes are coming from Jeff Lowe, who I don't know if you know, it's hard to gauge who the worst person in the documentary is. But Jeff Lowe is definitely kind of the sketchiest and the like most willing to do anything to make a buck guy. So it's weird hearing the quotes come from him. But Jeff Lowe, who was featured in the Netflix original docuseries about Joe Exotic, shared the news. And this was also interesting, too. Via the Twitter account of Los Angeles Dodgers star Justin Turner. I don't know why it went down like that. But in the tweet, Lowe said the producers and the crew would be filming, quote unquote, tomorrow. But this tweet came out uh, sometime over the weekend. Unfortunately, it was not announced when the new episode would be released. Now, again, all of these people are most of them, excuse me, there are a few good people in there. Most of these people in Tiger King are greedy and would do anything for a dollar. So now that they're the hot item, I have no We already saw them pop up on Cameo for like, you know, Cameo is the service where you can pay B and C and D and F and Q and R list celebrities to make a personalized video for you. And so now the whole Tiger King crew is on there. They're for like 70 bucks. You can get somebody from Tiger King or. Jeff Lowe's more like 150 bucks. So I have no doubt this guy went to Netflix and was like, yes, yes, for whatever sum of money, let's film another episode immediately while we're hot. So that is today in Tiger King news. Oh, and sadly, a tiger in the Bronx Zoo has contracted coronavirus, the first animal apparently to, uh, to have gotten it. And I've got to think, first of all, our thoughts are with the tiger and we hope it improves. But I've got to think that it saw everything going on in the world and thought its fate was better with coronavirus than to end up with Tiger King. So the tiger chose that route. But again, get well soon, Bronx Zoo Tiger who has coronavirus and die in a fire. Everyone, or excuse me, most of the characters associated with Tiger King. I'm sure we'll have more Tiger King news tomorrow. On the other side, that is in today's Tiger King news. Brian Geisinger, always b b ball in. What's going on, man? Not much. How about you guys? Doing well. Uh, did you get out and about at all this weekend, walk at a park or whatnot to take in some sunshine? On uh, Saturday, I actually took um, probably about a six and a half mile long walk. Uh, was gone for hours, just sort of walking all throughout Northwest Raleigh. I almost went on the Greenway, but I had seen earlier in the day on Twitter that the Greenways are pretty crowded. So, I don't know, decided to avoid the Greenway, even though I walked by a couple access points and uh, even got a little bit of sun that day. My, So, I don't know, that was nice. It was a beautiful day on Saturday. So, got outside a little bit, but for the most part, uh, glued to my couch here at my house. I just wanted to make sure people knew that you did get outside indeed and breathe fresh air because we are now going to ask you a slew of questions all about being tied to your TV and computer Perfect. for breaking news, including, BG, what hoops did you watch over the weekend? Uh, a fair amount. Uh, it's, it's still been, as I said to you guys on Friday, still been watching a lot of Big East basketball recently. Um, I'm sorry. So, yeah, well, the Big East was actually kind of good this year. But so Villanova with, with Sadiq Bay, Pac-Pro, and, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Marquette with uh, Sam Hauser, who's you know going to play for uh, the Who's the at Virginia this season. So watching a little bit of Sam Hauser uh, clips. 
And also, again, sticking international Killian Hayes and uh, LaMelo Ball because we're doing an international version uh, or international episode of BuzzBeat this week where we're going to talk LaMelo Ball, Killian Hayes, and RJ Hampton. All right. Brian Geiske, we were supposed to have a uh, NCAA championship tonight. Um, who yeah. what uh, who do you think would have played in that? Obviously, we didn't actually see bracket, so you don't have that to like sort of yeah. pick with path. It's just basically <laughs> who do you think the two teams playing the best basketball at the end of the season or basically best suited for tournament play were? Yeah, you know, I mean, Kansas was really, really good. So let's go ahead and, and pencil them in there. And then I'm just going to do the, the Homer thing because, uh, yeah, yes. because this is all hypothetical. But the season started with Kansas versus Duke, and we're going to bookend it with Kansas versus Duke in the title game tonight. Blue Bloods. Um, and, yeah, I got Trey Jones and Vernon Carey cutting down nets Monday night, uh, wherever the Final Four was set for this year. I think Atlanta, all right? right? Well- yeah, I think yes, I believe so. But I'm a little disappointed I, when you said you were going Homer. I thought for sure you were going for Florida State. Oh, oh, God! Uh, that, actually, that would have been. Yeah, you know what? Let me amend my pick. Duke versus yes. Florida State, and they, <laughs> there you they, go. It's the first ever tie in an NCAA title game, um, and ever, everyone shakes hands and sings "Kumbaya" afterwards, and we all go home happy, right? After 14 overtimes, they uh, no, no, no. After, <laughs> after 14 overtimes, it would come down to a free throw shooting contest between John Shire and Stan, and Stan Jones. Jones. And, and Stan oh, Jones man. would win. Yep, Stan there you Jones, go. Shire would hit 9 of 10, and Stan Jones would go 10 for 10. I mean, if we're going to do a hypothetical uh, title game, why not get wacky with it? So uh, I like this scenario. <laughs> Uh, all right, there was news. We hit on it at the opening of the show, but uh, we wanted to talk some more about it with you. Uh, Hold on, one involving- last thing, too. One last oh, yes. thing, too. Instead of playing One Shining Moment, the they then play the Sports Unite uh, theme song afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, they of course. The yes. championship. Okay, okay. The Duke, right, the Duke band would lo- the Duke band learns it uh, during the the twelfth <laughs> overtime. Yes, and after the fourteenth <laughs> yeah. overtime, the Duke and Florida State bands collaborate <laughs> and play it together. Perfect. Um, Garrison Brooks is returning to school. Uh, is this a good? Obviously, it's a good thing when a good player returns. But this is a yeah. very interesting situation UNC finds itself in for next year, right? Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, it almost feels like the way they were sort of planning it out, you know, 12 plus months ago, you would have thought you're sort of banking on Armando Baycott going pro after one season. I know even before this year, he wasn't like a surefire one and done guy, but you right. have two five-star centers coming in next season with De'Ron Sharp and, and uh, Walker Kessler, Garrison Brooks, is going to be back now. Armando Baycott's back. You know, they UNC had so many lineups this season that had at best two or three shooters on the court together, uh, especially with Leaky Black and um, and Andrew Playtex struggling shooting the basketball too. And I think that created like a real issue for Cole Anthony trying to get to the rim. UNC shooting was bad. The spacing was bad. It offset a lot of stuff they like to do both in the secondary break and in the half court. And like UNC is going to have an awesome front court next season. That's going to feature, you know, at least three future NBA players um, most likely, but how do they balance the minutes? Is there any way they can find some shooting from the front court? Like it would, it would be a, it would solve a lot of issues if Garrison Brooks this off season, like developed a three pointer, you know, 
Um, right. But, or, or Baycott. But short of that, I, I don't know. Like it's going to be a little bit of a pinch in the front court, both to manage minutes and to find if there could be any sort of shooting from the front court as well. Um, but yeah, UNC's front court is going to be stacked with with Sharp, Brooks, Baycott, and, and Kessler. It's just going to be interesting to see how Roy uh, juggles all the minutes. Um, and then Patrick Tape from Columbia. Our man Swain says he doesn't see him playing a lot for Duke, but you kind of like his game. Uh, a grad transfer yeah. that, that had this interesting commit, decommit, now recommitted. But you think he <laughs> yeah. actually could uh, help a Duke team? I think he could. I mean, it, it's tough. It's like if, if Matthew Hurt comes back for Duke, you know, he's going to take a lot of those minutes. And, and Matthew Hurt as a sophomore should be uh, a really, really good, you know, score in the ACC, an all ACC caliber player. Um, and obviously Duke has some some good big guys coming in in the freshman class as well, too. But like to pay shot uh, 59% on post ups two seasons ago at Columbia, uh, basically, you know, with Vernon Carey Jr. likely leaving. Uh, you know, Duke's about to lose a lot of its post game, and, and the Blue Devils have relied on interior scoring a lot the last decade, but really especially the last two or three seasons with Zion last year, um, with Bagley and, and Wendell Carter Jr. two seasons ago and Ferdinand Canary Jr. this year. So it feels like uh, Tepay has the ability to replace some of that. And, like, I don't know. I, I went through some Columbia uh, tape the other week on him when he first committed. He's more mobile than you think he is. Uh, he shot really well out of the pick and roll, 88% shooting on basket rolls two seasons ago at Columbia. So I think there's a potential. I mean, look, the front court's really, really crowded, especially if Hurt comes back. But I think uh, uh, Tepay, he's a good offensive rebounder. He's blocks, he's pretty good block rate as well, too, at Columbia. Um, I think there's some potential utility for him uh, in Duke, especially if uh, – you know, if um, if Hurt ends up leaving for the NBA, which I don't, I don't think that's in the cards, but I think he can help the roster next season. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, flip it over to football, which you saw UNC signed a big recruit there, uh, Kamaro Edmonds. Uh, yeah, a, a guy from Havelock. Anytime you get a guy from Havelock, you know it's a good signing. Havelock is right. one of those like <laughs> it's like getting a, yeah. a, a basketball player from Kinston. If you get a football player from Havelock, you're like, that's a good signing. Havelock, right there. like Richmond or Scotland County. Yeah. Great, yeah. great signing already. What do, what do we They're, actually know about him besides where he's from? Well, I assume he's going to go play point guard at Boston College uh, next season instead, actually. <laughs> but uh, a la Kai Bowman. But um, no, I honestly, I don't know much other than uh, UNC's 2021 recruiting class. Uh, I think it's up to 12 commits. 11 of those dudes are from in-state. And it's yep. a number three recruiting class in the country right now. So I'm sure Goodson and Moose are, are uh, thrilled about that development in Chapel Hill. I, I will say um, a couple of things. It, this does fall under the radar of, I always say, more better players. So it is a big deal that they are getting these things. So yeah, I want to yes, yeah. share that before I make any other like snide remark or anything like, no, I wish NC State had this because you're going to end up having more better players. <laughs> Bigger collection of good players. But obviously, yes. I mean, it, it, there's two things. Number one, this is a normal UNC thing. Even when Larry Fedora, for the most part, it, there was more years than not that UNC was getting more top in-state guys than NC State and the other guys. Like yeah. North Carolina is the the name brand still in North Carolina. It was even under certain coaches that sure. didn't perform as well. Now, Mac is just like another level – so it is a little uh, 
interesting, but what you you have to see how it translate on the field too. Oh, obviously, no doubt. Always. Yeah, yeah, you do. All right, final question for you, Brian Geisinger. What's your horse strategy? I know you're a pretty good shooter, so is your strategy just take your regular jump shots and figure that you will outshoot the other person? Or to, do you go to trick shots where you know, like, I can do it over the backboard or over my head or whatever? <laughs> uh, the uh, NBA is talking about airing horse. Again, another one of the ideas that we first mentioned on this show, and now it's coming to reality because they can do it like FaceTime. They don't even have to be in the same room to play horse mm-hmm. against each other. What's your strategy? Well, and I feel like our app, our our, our horse sharing app, horse yes, uh, could of course like we should we should find a way to work this into the we'll picture. Be getting a boost, yeah. Get, uh, you know, sponsor. get our beaks get our beaks a little wet here too. Um, <laughs> yes. But no, my strategy is real simple. It's the first one you you laid out, which is just try to outshoot. Um, I mean, I'm not half the shooter I used to be when I was uh, uh, a pretty good basketball player in my youth. But yeah, it was just outshoot. Find enough, hit enough, you know, mid-range jump shots and threes until you can hopefully uh, uh, win. But no, I have very few trick shots up my sleeve, unless you count like you know the person you're playing against doesn't have a good offhand, like their left hand's bad, and you uh, try to yes. say like, oh, you've got a because I could I could make like a, a left-handed jump shot out to you know 12, 14 feet too. Yes. So even that 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 that's about as tricky as I could possibly get though. I like that. I want to see left-hand shots. I want to see bounce off the floor. Call, yeah. Called banks. Called mm-hmm. banks on, like, tough angles. Those yeah. Are, the, I, I want to see NBA players doing this. Chip Patterson, what's going on, my friend? Trying to bring some uh... – trying to bring some good energy I, I know that it's you know the the technology's trying to throw curveballs but man we're we're gonna hit monday out of the park today i'm feeling i'm feeling good you know the surgeon general's on national news like today is gonna this week's gonna be like the hardest week so yes. I, I, I guess you got to just stand in the face of that and uh and bring even more of whatever best you got we're too we're, we, we are trying hard i do think i've, I've switched to hardwire now which uh stupidly um, engineer will advise me to do and I flaunted it. I was like, come on, our connection's been great. Nothing's been going wrong. We've been fine. Um, and so I did fish out the long wire and have hardwired. And I think our connection's been good ever since then. So we're cruising along uh, right now. A couple questions uh, that are running in the show right now that I'm going to ask you, Chip, as well. Um, who would have played in the national championship tonight? Kansas and Villanova. And uh, I think Villanova, yeah, Villanova was my team that I was ready to jump on just because uh, I thought that they were way more talented than they performed. They won seven of their last eight. And uh, as BG mentioned, Sadiq Bey, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, they had some freshmen and sophomores that were really starting to come along. I don't love Colin Gillespie, but he he was a fantastic individual player. So Kansas was the one you expected. Villanova was going to be the one to surprise. And uh, let's say Jay Wright Bang gets his third uh, championship if I'm calling my shot. I like it. Did Villanova have senior guards? Yeah. That's, that's what you need. Now, the guys you just named, now you need to tell us what year they are because we Hayes and I don't know who they are, but if they were senior guards, then I will fully agree with what you're saying. No, no, no. Colin Gillespie's either a sophomore or junior because he's back, and he's one mm. of the reasons why I, I was out here on CBS Sports HQ last week, making Villanova my way too early uh, 2021 national championship pick. Mm. Is Chip who we need to get on about the way too early poll we talked about last week that had like Creighton, yeah, Baylor? We did. That was Cray- right, listen. Oh, no, no, no. So, that was Gary Parrish's poll. 
Yeah, Creighton brings back Tyshawn Alexander and Marcus Zagorowski. Mm. Like they they've got two guards that were both superstars this past year, and they are superstars? both coming back. Come on, Chip. Superstars. <laughs> they they were uh, listen. If uh, Tyshawn Alexander and Marcus Zagorowski were in the ACC, they both would have made either second or third team All ACC. Bold claim. I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, and, and what about who are the other teams that were up there? It's like Creighton, Baylor, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Baylor. And probably, yeah, probably Villanova, too. I'm not so. jumping all in on the Gonzaga and Baylor just because uh, I think Gonzaga's going to have to replace too much. And while Baylor was a fantastic, like, big-picture, 30,000-foot story just in terms of, you know, where that program's come and the fact that they've been, like, ranked number one in the polls in two out of the last three seasons, it's like, yeah, that's great. But I also hit a point with programs like that where I don't want to pat you on the back anymore. I want to raise the bar and raise the expectation. And I just don't think Baylor has enough dudes to be able to sustain that year over year over year. Oh, the other one I think was in the top 10 was Houston. Houston. Houston's all right. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, Kelvin Sampson. Like, I, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Kelvin Sampson has sort of had that. I mean, you remember they were what sweet 16 elite 18. Like they were a really, really good team last yep. year brought back a lot of those same pieces and they were one of the best teams in that conference. I just, when we're talking about the, like, are you going to go win a national championship? I don't have Houston in that conversation. Are you maybe going to win 25 games? Sure. Houston can be in that conversation, but getting to play ECU twice is just a huge bonus to that. <laughs> that, that that's, that's the path to winning 25 games. You got two of them against ECU. You're, you're, you get to lane a couple times. You're, yeah, well you're on, good. Well on your way. Hey, Dabo Swinney made some headlines on Friday um, by talking about having the college football season in the fall. Now, Goodson and I both talked about this where it's we don't seem to have problems with anybody who says we're planning on the season starting. Not only are we hoping for it, we expect it to happen. Well, right? And we even – we understand that Dabo can be Dabo, right. and we appreciate the optimism, but I think our general thought was like, this is a global pandemic that is probably the highest paid employee in the state of North Car- uh, instead South, of South Carolina. Carolina. You need to have a little bit of a uh, – I don't – could he have tempered his comments yeah. with a little of, and you know, as a public, we should be all doing our part so that we can have our best right. chance of it. Uh, but what, what have you seen as the reaction? I, I don't want it to be a polarizing thing where either you got to be all rah rah, that's right, Dabo, you're right, we'll follow, we'll follow you into any battle, or you know, he's the he's not taking it serious, yeah, a, that, a danger yeah. to everyone as a society. I, I hate to make it a either or, but uh, but how did you sort of view his comments? I think he's talking to adults like they're high schoolers. I think he sounds like a, a like a high school youth group leader or, a, you know, he's, he's speaking to people as though they're children and he's given them a message that you would give a child who you don't think is mature enough to handle the realities of the world. And I think that, yes, I pers- on a personal note, um, I would have appreciated that platform. And granted, this was a media availability, right? And that's where I think that the media should take some onus for the way that this is framed and the way that it's being projected. He felt like he was showing up for a press conference and he was answering questions. He was giving the rah-rah speeches and, you know, he was doing, yes, he was kind of doing his Dabo thing. I would have appreciated a little bit more emphasis on listening to public health officials and, and trying to drive home the message of, uh, you know, the, the different ways that you can be helping out the situation. How about the mentality that we all have a part? Because I think one of the real problems with where we're at right now is a lot of people don't feel connected to it because they're not being hit personally. And that's where you need to take the same mentality that, 
generations before us have had in wartime where the mentality was all of us have a part. We are all one. And if, you know, you think that you are somehow separated from that, then, you know, you're fine. I, 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 yes, I would have wished on a personal note that he would have done that, but this is a college football coach. And I think it's a little irresponsible that even we are um, holding these messages and opinions up as it, you're right. He is a public employee. He is compensated very well, but he is not the one that makes decisions about when football games happen. They are in uh, th- that is in the hands of government, author- government officials and authorities and public health officials. And so the reaction was strong. A lot of people were coming for Dabo Sweeney. A lot of people were coming for him after it happened. But I, I kind of stand uh, on the other side of that to say, like, look, his opinion on the issue does not matter. So then why are we putting it out all of this effort to, uh, to act like it does? Gotcha. Um, just sort of the amplifying somebody who doesn't necessarily deserve to be amplified in this time because it's not a subject that he's – uh, an expert on it all. So why are we listening to him? I, 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 I mean, didn't that. he sound a little bit like a motivational speaker at a high school? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was a, was a simple dumbed down message in order to try and get across. Um, he had yeah, it down well, to tigers. Gonna... This is all gonna be gonna end real <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah, I mean, he had an acronym. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He, he already had this acronym. He's got all these different catchphrases and sayings for it. Like that's, that is a, that, and you know what, that's probably a message that an 18 year old at Clemson maybe needs to hear right now. Somebody who's going to be uh, at home trying to, you know, wrap their mind around, yes, doing everything in their can, they can to stay in shape. But I, I don't think that that message is treating an audience of adults like they are adults. Yeah. And I, I forgot about that. This is going to end real soon. That, that that's almost even like counter to um, what pu- the message that public health officials are putting out there. I mean, obviously the hope is it will end as soon as possible. But it sounds like um, e- even doing everything right, it could be extended uh, just because we don't know exactly what um, you know affects our own measures are having, what what effect weather will have, all these other things too. Um, the other uh, big news that was coming out in the sports world today was golf. Um, an official cancellation of the Open, which was expected to come, but but we hadn't quite got the official word of that. And then sort of the shifting of events to instead of like basically late spring, early to mid summer, now we're starting mid to late summer and going through the fall, including a Masters date currently set in November, which was interesting. Um, the Golf world is sort of an interesting body because there's multiple people involved. Obviously, you've got uh, just in America, you've got the PGA of America, the PGA Tour, the USGA. You got the RNA on the other side, and then the Masters is kind of their own entity. They all kind of like to work together where it behooves them, but at the end of the day, they kind of have competing interests. Um, who, who's making the decisions on these golf things? I kind of feel like the Masters had first say, right? I mean, or yeah. so. <laughs> So, so the RNA um, and Wimbledon, according to reports, had gone ahead and arranged on the insurance front uh, yep. a policy that would help them out financially in the in the move for a cancellation. So that that might be one reason why they might have been said, all right, if we have to com- if we have to compress this, you know, this they can step up because they've already made these other arrangements that nobody else had. I. I feel like the Masters setting it the farthest out has a could cut two ways, and it doesn't have to do with football. 
because and number one, they give themselves the most amount of room to see what happens. Like they, they are not even going to claim what potential PGA tour event might happen on June 18th, June 18th through the 21st is the earliest date that they have circled for a potential return of professional sports. And I think that's relevant. I mean, that's the first time right. that we've really seen somebody throw that down. Some reporting has indicated that that might be the memorial and that it might be without fans um, as one of those first opportunities to be able to get the professional golfers back out there. But again, these are moving targets. These are potential PGA Tour events. And then the way it all fills in after that's really interesting because uh, you've got PGA Championship August 6th through 9th in San Francisco at Harding Park. But then you start the FedEx Cup playoffs and you know the PGA Tour then got their say. It's like Masters went first, they had first draft, and they said, we want to go the farthest out so that we can at least make plans that won't get moved. Then it's like the PGA right. Tour got in there and they said, well, our big moneymaker is this FedEx Cup playoffs that we, you know, make a little bit of a bigger deal than maybe the average golf fan. But hey, you know, every everyone's got a trophy. Everyone's got a championship. I get it. So they're going to get theirs in basically in the month of August. Then football will start, you know, as we mentioned, and you get the U.S. Open in mid-September. Then you get the Ryder Cup in its originally originally scheduled uh, dates out in Wisconsin in late September. Then we've got this long wait for the Masters in November. I think that the biggest twist for me is going to be how the rhythm is disrupted, not just for the lack of an open championship, but for the fact that the majors that even are being held are all but one going to be outside of the playoff system and we'll have this long layoff through uh, the month of October before we come back to Augusta National for the Masters. Also, that would be nuts if somebody, you know, the, if the best golfers in the world are playing in the U.S. Open, finishing on Sunday, September 20th, and then immediately going to compete in the Ryder Cup uh, that, that would be the next weekend. That would be a just ridiculous, you know, back-to-back -back weekends of golf, a U.S. Open and a Ryder Cup. All in the middle of what may what we may or may not uh, hope or believe to see in terms of a football season, too. Yeah, now I, I and again, I've I've sort of pegged the sports radio question of the next few months. It's sort of it's almost like going to be the Jordan versus Kobe, the unanswerable question until it is answerable and known by everybody is when will sports be back? Could you see a scenario where some sports are playing and some not? Like, could you see? a U.S. Open being played in September 17th through 20th. If there is not college football, it's, it seems like, uh, again, while there may not be, I mean, I mean, it, all those commissioners were on uh, uh, one conference call with the president uh, over the weekend, which would seem to be kind of getting everybody on page. But again, that's a lot of people to get on the same page. But it doesn't seem like you would see one professional sports league resume sports at their regular time and another one not doing it. Am I, am I crazy in thinking that almost the way when they shut down, no, nobody wanted to be out there on their own. I feel like it'll be the same starting up, right? Nobody will want to be too early by themselves. Golf. That, and that's why I think it's the, the number one thing that I'm going to be look for is that quote potential PGA tour event in mid June. And the fact, cause they could do it without fans and it would be, you know, an outdoor sport. Like there's, there's a lot of, uh, contributing factors to suggest that golf is going to be first and they are the first to set dates. And I do think that golf will be the first to return, but to your bigger question about when will like big capital letter S sports be back. I'm starting to think that uh, it, 
it just might be a banana's fall that they just might, yeah. they, or like they are going to uh, the sports leagues and the industry around sports, which includes us are all going to be more than happy to have the problem of trying to cover everything happening at once um, after this long layoff. And that if it happens, that it, then that'd, that'd be fine. There's not going to be some sort of very nice, even rollout. It's going to be like, all right, plug the machine back in, turn every slider up to 10, and I'm about to <laughs> rip this power cord uh, through your face. 2020, the most bonkers fall sports ever, if we even have them. You've been listening to the Best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also drops every weekday at noon. Thanks again for listening to the Best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast.